Hello and welcome to SouthPod. Over the past few weeks, as restrictions have eased, we have seen a big increase in the number of coronavirus infections amongst younger age groups, especially 18 to 40 year olds. So today we're going to talk about why it's so important for people in that age bracket to make safe choices to protect themselves and to protect others. So I am delighted to be joined today by Emma Campbell, who is a secretary in the medical directorate here in the Trust. Emma, you're very welcome. Thank you. Emma, firstly, tell us a wee bit about yourself and your role here in the Trust. So my name is Emma Campbell. I am I'm 27 years old and I am PA to the medical director, Dr. Maria O'Kane. What does that role involve, Emma, and how has it changed during the pandemic? It's not, at the start of whenever I first started it, it was very different to what I thought it was going to be, especially with the pandemic. Um, so my role would entail diary management and the minutes of meetings. Um, and that, that was a big thing that has changed throughout the pandemic. Um, there was daily meetings for operational and bronze SMT um, that were taking place every single day. So I was responsible for, for the minute of those meetings very busy diary then you had so every day throughout the pandemic you would have been meeting with all of all of the colleagues who were were looking after all of the pandemic what yeah. was that like at the start it wasn't at the start of the pandemic it was more the planning sort of process you know and um, with relation to IPC but as the months went on and the pandemic sort of ramped up there was this huge insight you know, stuff that maybe you didn't realise about the pandemic. Um, and it was quite scary hearing that every single day and you were hearing the exact numbers and the figures. And for me, it sort of, it was a big eye-opener. I think a lot of people my age at the start, were, including myself, were sort of like, it's COVID, you know, we'll, we'll do what we have to do. And it's, it's never going to happen to us. Um, but when you're on the other side of that and you're hearing you know, the detail and you're seeing the impact it has on the staff and your colleagues, like it really does affect you in a completely different way than I ever thought that it would affect me. Turn your mind back. I'm just thinking right back to the start of the year when we were right at the peak of the surge then. Were yeah. those things still going on daily then? And how, how were your colleagues managing all of the challenges? Yeah, so those those meetings were the operationals happening Monday to Friday, um, and because of the challenges and the pressures that we were facing, they were actually going on to the weekends as well. The bronze ones were happening three times, four times, possibly five times a week, and again, I was responsible for all of those meetings. Um, so at the weekends, if they were facing facing pressures, then that means I was having to log on and support Dr. Kane and the rest of the team. Um, where possible um, sort of in around January February time things things were pretty horrific in my in my opinion I know that the numbers were increasingly high within the hospital and I remember one of the meetings you know it wasn't just the SMT team it was also the operational team who came on and it was like breaking point for everyone you know, there was just this feeling of sadness and you're trying, everyone was just trying their best to help the patients, but it sort of felt like nobody knew how to fix it. 
-hmm. no real answer to anything because this is something that we've never faced before you know in my lifetime it certainly never happened Um, and it was just it was so upsetting and you know your heart really does go out to all the nurses and the doctors and all the staff who are dealing with the COVID patients day in and day out. And Emma, how did that insight change you? Did that affect how you thought about COVID and did it affect the decisions you made around all of the restrictions and the the safety measures that um, we've all come to know? Absolutely. I think it was probably the first bigger surge that we had, you know, when the one that sort of whenever I thought, right, this this is serious. You know, a lot of people in my age and as you know, my friends and my peers, they were asking us to meet up during the lockdown. And <clears throat> my my partner and I just we had to I had to say to him, you know, we can't do this. I said, from what I'm hearing, it's just not the right decision. So for me, it was just a case of keeping both of us safe, but up with our hand washing routines. Um, we both have very vulnerable families, so that meant that we were unable to see them for a very long period. Like I wasn't able to see my mum and dad back home for nearly a year. Um, so it was just really following strictly, like very strictly following the rules and regulations, keeping us safe and more importantly, keeping our family safe as well. And how did your family feel about how you were dealing with this? Did they look to you for advice or were any members of your family affected by COVID? Um, My family were very supportive of our decision and they sort of took lead from us then um, and they followed suit from us. Um, And it wasn't a case of that they hated us for not coming to see and they fully understood um, the challenges, you know, that, that I was facing working within the trust and they knew that I had this understanding of it. For me and for my family, we we were very affected by COVID. Me and my partner took COVID back in October and then two weeks after we came out of isolation, my uncle actually passed away from COVID. So there was a big impact on our whole family, you know, from the perspective of COVID. Remember coming out of the day we came out of our isolation period was the day before my uncle's funeral, um, and I remember just thinking how lucky we were, because at the end of the day that that could have been one of us, and that again changed my perspective. And that's when I, you know, I just had to sit down and say like, we're not going to the funeral because we don't want to risk anyone around us, and that was a very hard decision and it was heartbreaking because we weren't able. To be there for the rest of our family but at the same time we knew that we had to protect our family and protect ourselves as much as we could and it just it really did heighten the fact that this is this is serious and COVID is no joke and I know a lot of people my age do feel that you know oh it hasn't affected me yet <laughs> it's not going to affect me you don't fully realize you know the effect that it does have on you until it does and I think a lot of people need to realize that they need to take this mindset to prepare for that rather than bring it in later like we prepare for it we never fully thought that it would ever happen to us and it did. So we know with this delta strain of the virus that it's now affecting people your age and in your age bracket 
And when you look at your friends and your peers now, uh, have they changed or do they still feel that this isn't something that they need to worry about? And what would you say to them? I think a lot of them, I, I understand that it's, it's been a very long year and with the lockdowns, you know, I do get it and understand that, you know, we do need to be able to go out again and, you know, see each other. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't, but at the same time, Delta variant is out there. And I feel that we still need to keep in mind what we've been doing, because obviously it has been working. We wouldn't be coming out of a lockdown if it wasn't working. But a lot of people, not just my age, but I think just as a population in general, are a bit fed up. And I know that it's grinning and it's awful that you can't see people, but I think we just need to be mindful that the lockdown was in place for a reason. It worked. And not to go overboard. I think they just need to be mindful of your, you know, your social distancing, your hand washing. And it is a new normal. As a, it's come, I don't think we'll ever go back to the way things were. And we need to be able to adapt to keep everyone safe. It's just a matter of realising that it's not, it isn't a joke, you know, COVID isn't a joke. It does affect everyone on a daily basis. And I think that everyone needs to play their part in keeping everyone safe. Those are really wise words, Emma, especially as we come out of this um, and the restrictions are starting to ease that we, that we do so with caution. And, you know, another tool, if you like, in helping us to, to come back to some sort of new norm is the vaccine. Um, I think you've had yours, have you had both doses? double vaxxed all ready to go um and I have to say like it it does give you a sense of reassurance oh that there's a chance that I may get COVID again and that's it does give you a bit of anxiety about it but I know that the vaccine for me was the right choice having been through COVID and having felt the way I did you know at the height, whenever, you know, those three weeks were awful, but even the recovery after that, I would never want to feel that way again. So for me, there was without without any doubt, it was I'm getting this vaccine and I'm getting both doses um, as soon as it's possible. Um, and I think, yes, there is a reassurance. But again, that with all your normal precautions and your social distance and your hand washing, I know it's repetitive and I know it's drilled into us but it's it is easy to forget sometimes but I think we just need to stick to it and I would definitely recommend if you want to get the vaccine if you're having worries about it that's understandable but you need to weigh up the pros and the cons and the risks I think you know the risk of getting COVID without a vaccine is so much greater than getting COVID and being vaccinated. As Do you see and your friends who are the same age as you, do you see a nervousness or hesitancy with them about getting the vaccine? Or are they now seeing that this virus is hitting them um, and that this is something they need to do? It, it's pretty mixed for me. I think a lot of my friends have seen what we went through with COVID and they've sort of, you know, realised, well, if Emma's fit, healthy, 27-year-old, and this is how it affected her, you know, then maybe this should be the way I go with the vaccine but then a lot of people I do know that have reservations like a lot of my friends are married and they're trying to have kids and stuff and I, I know a lot of my friends have reached out to me saying well should I get this vaccine if we're wanting to have a baby in the next year absolutely you know it's something we're all going to think about at some point but again 
COVID is just so horrendous that I would, that would outweigh the risk of that for me, in my opinion. I think it's brilliant that you're in a position, it's almost like an advisor now on this, they're their role model. You're also in the trust, aren't you part of the, the special SIREN study in yes. the trust? Tell us about that, what is your role there? Um, so the SIREN study is every two weeks, I either get swabbed and I get my blood done, and the swab is the um, PCR test. So they will check if I, in case I test positive for COVID, and then they also test your blood for antibodies. So they are monitoring how your body and your blood reacts to the antibodies and um, it produces, you know, against COVID. And um, so I've been a part of that study, I think, since the new year. And I have to say, like, at the start, whenever the testing came out, I was a bit apprehensive of being tested. Um, I don't think the test is very pleasant, but again, you sort of get used to it. Um, and it gives me a reassurance because I get tested twice, you know, every fortnight. It gives me a reassurance that if I was not going to see my family or my mum, then that I have a negative test mm -hmm. um, and that there's no risk there for them then as well. I mean, that's a lovely reassurance to be able to give people, especially if they're vulnerable. And all members of staff in the trust can get the lateral flow test now. Um, yes. Would you recommend that they do? It's quick and easy. It's the rapid test, isn't it? The... Yes. So we, I have actually got the lateral flows myself um, and I would test myself in between uh, my PCR test with the siren study. And again, it, help keeps, it helps um, keep me safe. It helps keep my colleagues safe, my family safe, you know. And I know that it is hard to differentiate sometimes if you're feeling a bit you know, under the weather, if you have a sore throat, and it is so handy that you can just test yourself, you know, you put it into the lateral flow testing and you get your results back within 30 minutes. Um, and it really does help sort of put your mind at ease as well um, and just provide that reassurance for me and my family. That's excellent. Emma, you are like the poster girl for clamping down on COVID. <laughs> so tell everybody one last time if they're in that, well, anybody at all, but specifically those in your age group, what's the advice? What do they need to do now? I think you just, you need to be logical about things. You know, COVID, in my opinion, is not going away anytime soon. Um, and to keep us from going into another surge, you need to be sensible. You need to stick to social distancing um, if you can, to get your lateral flows, you know, 30 minutes isn't an awful lot of time and it does give you that reassurance. Um, and again, just hand washing, social distancing and be smart about it. Um, you never know, that's the thing with COVID, you never know when it's going to hit and when it does, it is truly awful. So I would just say be sensible, enjoy, you know, the, the restriction season, but I think everyone you know, there should be within limitations. That's what I mean. Just be sensible and be safe. Kind advice. Emma, thank you so much for speaking to us today and for setting the gold no. standard that we all need to follow. Thank you so much. Thank you.